Hey everybody, before we begin today's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, let me tell you about all the platforms you can find the podcast on. Not only can you find us on Anchor, but you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. All the links will be in the description of every episode. So let's get into this episode. Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the stream. We're trying out YouTube live. I'm also recording this on Audacity, so if this doesn't work, let me fix one more thing. There we go. Now I'm just waiting for the chats. Get up. Let me get the live chat going. There we go. There we go. So SmackDown Live tonight. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the stream. This could be a little laggy, though. So, podcast listeners, this does a test beta to see how the live stream goes. We're trying to do both at once to save time. Um, but SmackDown tonight had a lot to live up to because of the show. Last Night on Raw was phenomenal. As you saw my last review, that was fantastic. Um, I got my notes on my phone, so that's why I got my phone pulled up. Let me put that right here, actually, so I can look and not be weird. There we go. So, SmackDown, I was looking forward to. I don't know if Eric Bischoff was in control of the show or not, but this show was good, but the timing was terrible. The show opened up with um, Kevin Owens doing a promo. Um, I'm not fond of opening promos. To shows like this because it's been so overbeaten, overdone in recent months. I enjoyed the breath of fresh air last night with that not being the case. Tonight in SmackDown, we got a promo. Shaman Man's not going to be here. He came live like on his cell phone or whatever. And, um, yeah. So, Shane's not here. KO came out there. Shane's good thing you're not here. The show might actually have talent, be utilized, and it did to that degree, but I think the hurdle that SmackDown Live has to deal with now is timing, which is surprising because um, Raw, you would figure we have the issue with timing as far as trying to fill time because of three hours, and last night, like I said in the review last night, they did that flawlessly last night. It went by so fast, I looked forward to it, I was so excited. Tonight, I call myself... Um, Looking at the clock, oh, we had like 10 minutes left, and they had this, 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 and this to do. And that last few minutes of the show, boy, did it seem that the time caught up to them. But anyway, Kevin Owens opened the show after Shane popped up on the little uh, Titan Charm and says it'll be Shane SummerSlam, basically. And then we had um, an impromptu match, basically, of Drew McIntyre versus Kevin Owens. This match was very, very, very good. I like this match. Drew's very intense in the ring. I've always been a supporter of Drew McIntyre. But it seems that Drew McIntyre is not going to be a main event or the guy or anything more than an enhancement, a storyline enhancement talent, as I'm calling him. He's great in the ring. Promos are great. He's very intense. But he's either being someone's lackey or helping further storyline. He got beat by Kevin Owens tonight. And I'm like, I love Drew, he's great, but he's not going anywhere. 
I don't know what happened to him, but he is just getting beat a lot. He's facing Cedric Alexander at SummerSlam. While the match would be very good, I'm not investing in Drew. Like, oh, Cedric beat Drew McIntyre. Oh, boy. That's a good win for Cedric. Yeah, but where, where does Drew go from there? Drew's in the Braun Strowman position. And, meaning he had the big push. And then it fizzled out. And if he beat Cedric Alexander, then where does he go from there? There's no stakes on the line here for Drew. But Cedric has a lot to gain if he wins. Because Drew is supposed to be a threat. And if Cedric wins, then he will be seen as a threat. Let me read the comment real quick. Excuse me. Little Fettuccini69. Who will get a bigger pop at SummerSlam? Kayahu, Natalia, or Trish? Um, I'm going to go with um, out of the three. I think Trish would. I'll do Trish, then KO, then Natalia. Um, I'm gonna do a, a, a pre, excuse me, a predictions of SummerSlam. Uh, I believe it's next week when SummerSlam is. So next weekend I'll do a prediction. But um, out of the three mentioned, I feel um, that Trish would get the bigger pop because she's more legendary status than the other two mentioned. And also thanks for the comment. Feel free to subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it. But KO versus Drew, very good. Um, but I didn't care for Drew, and like I said, Drew, if he beats Cedric at SummerSlam, whoop you do Cedric beats Drew, then he does have a little bit to gain, but I feel like it's not going to be tremendous. Um, the match was great, Carol wins, and Drew looked good, but I can't get behind him at the moment. He's like monstrum to me. I'll discuss that in detail in another episode, need be. Don't get too bogged down on one thing. Um... And one thing I don't like about SmackDown is they have no idea what to do with Aleister Black. He um, fought Cesaro in Extreme Rules in a good match. Where I was told I didn't see it. I was out of town. Um, so, yeah. So, Aleister Black is in a dark room. Talking about basically being re religious sounding. He wants to be out of purgatory or something like that. I didn't understand it. Um, with Bray Wyatt being the fiend, I think Bray and Aleister Black are coming too close together. I think that's intentional. I think after um, Bray beats Finn at SummerSlam, he will go on to beat or uh, to face Aleister Black in a pretty good feud, I feel. I feel these two could mesh together extremely well, even turn Aleister heel and form a nice tag team of sorts. I think that'd be great. That's my thoughts on that. Um, and next, they did... I might not cover anything on the episode. I'm not sure if I missed anything or not. But they did Bailey and uh, Ember Moon versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. I am tired of Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Um, they teased that, they, that there was um, tension between them a few weeks ago. Last time I watched uh, Raw. They're still buddies now. It, it's clear that Nikki's going to get the rub from whatever's going down, which I'm cool about. But it's dragged out way too long. I wish they'd just do whatever they're going to do and get out of the way. I'm assuming it's going to be an uh, impromptu match at SummerSlam, which is cool, I guess. But I'm tired of seeing them too on television at the moment. And the match was pretty good. Um, I think Emma Moon won with hitting Nikki Cross with the Eclipse, I think. They won, so it matters. And after the match, Bailey returned the favor that after getting hit with the Eclipse last week um, with a Bailey to Belly. To lay the leave the challenge laying. Um, see them in the comment, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but this shows that WWE does not care about the women's division again. 
um, this time last year, the, the women's division was so hot, so on fire. You, you had, um, I can't remember that shows too, but um, the women's division was very prominent this time last year. Very prominent. And now you have Bailey choosing her opponent, which means that Derby had no idea who's Bailey going to face. They're like, hey, here's some, pick, pick a card, any card. Oh, in the moon, okay, she's your opponent at, at SummerSlam. While that match would be phenomenal, I think. I think them two together would be great. It's not going to be a five-star match, but it'd be a good match, I, I'm sure. Um, Derby just doesn't care about the women's division again. Both Raw and SmackDown's divisions are just lackluster to me. And sad to see that already. And I've noticed in recent years, side note before I continue, is it seems WWE flops between the tag division and the women's division. When they focus on the women's division, the tag team division on both brands gets um, pushed down, basically like watered down. They don't care about it. And then when the tag team division gets boosted, the women's division goes down. It seems like that they can't focus on more than one or two things at once. That's not good. But here, Emma and Bailey won. Match is almost like I'm cool. Don't care, honestly. The match will be good, but I'm not invested in that at all. Um, comment real quick from uh, Lil Fettuccini. Um, Power rank for top five superstars after tonight's episode from both Raw and SmackDown. That's interesting. Top five from Raw, I would do Brock Lesnar first. He murdered Seth Rollins. Um, I would do Natalia second. She, um... Who the point is Becky Lynch? I'll do her probably third. Second, I would do Ricochet for winning the gauntlet. Um, that's tough. Um, I'll do Natalia third. I would do Becky Lynch fourth and fifth. I would do the OC Gallows and Anderson for winning the tag titles. Raw was great tonight. I'll do number one, um, Kofi Kingston. Number two, AJ Styles. Number three, Roman Reigns. Number four, um, Bailey. And number five, I would do, um, interesting a question. Thanks for this. Um, I would do Emma Moon, Emma Moon fifth. It's not really must. I would do, now. Nah, I would do Randy Orton fifth or fourth. That's just my top five really quick. Randy Orton was cool tonight, I think, the promo we did. But that's my top five really quick off the top of my head. I'll start thinking about this every week. Thanks for bringing the comment up. I'll start including that in my reviews every week. Awesome uh, feature, thanks. Um, but um, don't care about the women's division. And apparently they're going to do Astro Black with Sami Zayn. Um, thanks, J-Mart. Um, I think they're going to do Astro Black with Sami Zayn at SummerSlam, maybe? Question mark? That'd be a cool match, but WWE has done something with a lot of people that I've noticed is I'm not invested in many people at all. At all. WWE's worn down a lot of talent and shows and pay-per-views like SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, um, WrestleMania. A lot of the talent they could utilize, they've worn down accidentally, I think. Or maybe on purpose, I don't know. Um, but I think Sami Zayn also black would be a good match. But it's predictable. You know Sammy is not going to win. Alice is going to win. So WWE is still predictable. But they're trying. A for effort, I guess. Um, so, yeah. So that's going to be a good match. Alice Black and Sami Zayn. Uh, but not really. It's predictable. Like I said. I, I like unpredictability like last night in Raw. We need that constantly. Um, the King's Court was next. And the first half of this was... 
very cringy. You can tell it was scripted. Both Jerry and Trish seemed very awkward. And I was waiting for King of Screen puppies randomly. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was random. It wasn't random, but it was cringy. I didn't like it. Charlotte Flair saved this segment because if it wasn't for her, it'd been very awkward. Um, Charlotte and challenged um, Trish to the match. They had back and forth banter, very good back and forth banter too. Charlotte made Trish kind of loosen up, I think, because when she was talking to King, Trish was like was very, very. Um, I don't know the word. She was very tense. I think I don't know if she wasn't comfortable with the segment or she's not good at scripted promos anymore. Or if she ever was, I don't remember years ago. Um, but her and King had no chemistry whatsoever. It's like going to a party for a friend you don't like, but you want to go because it's free food. I don't know. It was very, very awkward. Uh, another comment real quick. Any idea who attacked Roman? Spoiler, I'll get there, but I'll get there soon. I got a little bit to go through, but the King's Court was saved by Charlotte. Um, and so, yeah, that's that. Charlotte versus Trisha. SummerSlam, this will be, I think, one of the matches of the night, I think, maybe, because Charlotte can go with anybody, I think, except for Lacey Evans. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the Rumble. Um, but I think this match to be good. Charlotte's going to get the rub, obviously, which I think is be cool. Um, they did a Firefly Funhouse after this, I believe. Yep, I didn't watch it. It was just a puppet. I didn't care about this, honestly. That's the first time I've never cared about Firefly Funhouse and since its debut. But I didn't watch it. I went out the room for something, I guess. Um, but The Fiend versus Finn Balor will be a very cool match. I'm excited for that very much. Um, so this very wide character they've done now is great. I hope they don't screw it up. But I hope my breath every time he comes on the screen because I don't trust Derby as far as creative goes. They don't have the good uh, record of doing so. They might have a good character for two weeks and screw them up. Um, look at all the recent NXT call-ups. I've done numerous videos about this in the past. Um, but, yeah, Derby doesn't have a good tra track record of making uh, cool, viable stars. Um, and The Fiend is super over, which I love. I love hearing the cheers from Ray White, even though he's a heel. Obviously, it's very awesome. They had Finn versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, good, very good match. Um... Towards the end, The Fiend music hit. Very cool music, too, by the way. I didn't know he had music yet. That music is very cool. Um, very sadistic. And um, he came out walking. I guess he was walking down the ramp. He showed him a dog, basically pitch black. It was his, just his face walking up the ramp. And uh, somewhere, and lights come back on. He was gone. Battle lost because of super kick to find Ziggler. Um, so that's, The Fiend, I think, is if they keep this going like it is, he could be a very, very good next-gen Undertaker. I said about Brave since he debuted in 2013 or 14. He could be a good Undertaker replacement, and they screwed him up a lot. Now this is kind of the reset button of all reset buttons. If he fails with The Fiend, I don't know what's next for Brave. He's put a lot of time and energy and investment in The Fiend, you can tell. And I hope that they're letting him do his own thing with it, because I think they are, because it seems very different than what other characters are. Um, and I hope that they don't screw this up, because the way he was tonight was very cool. It was chilling a little bit, like, oh, that was eerie. I liked it. Um, so the Valor versus the Fiend at SummerSlam is going to be a good match, and I think that Valor's going to bring... Um, 
the Demon King out, which I think would be cool to see. <clears throat> um, then we had this is where after the Fiend and Bella stuff. Um, this is when the time started quick creep up on the show. It was nine twenty-seven. I looked at my clock. They had they posted Daniel Bryan's a big career ending uh, altering announcement. Roman, who's he gonna fight at SummerSlam's announcement? Then they had uh, a couple. They had um a match at, shortly after that, and then they're supposed to do these uh, AJ versus Kofi match. Um, the time seemed to creep up on very very quick, and as we get through the rest of this. Video, you'll see that was probably the case. They did a, sh a match Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ali for Ali's opportunity to fight Shinsuke at SummerSlam. This match was very good. It was very quick. I, I would say it's like a five, six minute match, but it was one of the best five minute matches I've seen. This was, them two can, are very well meshed together, and you can see that they actually enjoy what they're doing with each other. That sounded weird to say out loud, but it's fine. Um, they they enjoy. Um, performing with each other. Um, the match was good, very fast, very quick. And Ali won. I think he won with a roll up, which is cool. So Ali was the Shinsuke at WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania, sorry. At SummerSlam, will be a very good match. I think this beat was a good teaser for that match because it is two. Give him a 10 15 minute match. It'd be a very, very good match and probably match of the night. I would say that confidently. So. That's that. After this, we had the a look into the mind of Randy Orton. I was like, oh gosh, this promo is gonna be, this is very bad. It just sounded bad, but I really, really liked this segment. I think this sold the Kofi Orton feud. It played, Orton was basically just talking about his whole history of Kofi when he called him stupid, stupid, stupid in 08. Um, when he gave Ali the black eye, which gave Kofi. The momentum he needed to be where he's at now. So basically, Orton's like, Kofi, you need to thank me for where you're at. He didn't say that, but that's the vibe I got. Um, so this promo, this package, whatever, sold the feud for me. I think this match at SummerSlam would be very good. It probably won the longer, probably a 18-minute match, uh, I'm guessing. Um, prediction real quick, I think Kofi's going to retain. Um, but I'll talk about that in predictions next week. But this feud was sold to me by Randy Orton's package, promo package tonight. Um, showing how Randy Orton still thinks Kofi's just a stupid guy, basically, and stuff like that. So I'm very excited for that match. Can't wait. AJ versus um, uh, Kofi was the main event match. And the match started at like 9.47, I think. It was very, very... um. Late, I was like, this match didn't go long at all. And they still got Roman's announcement and Daniel Bond's announcement and all that. And it was like, this is not going to go well. But the match went very well itself. In that little time, they did a lot. Kofi and AJ worked well together. The OC, guys and Anderson and uh, Big E and Woods got involved. The finish was perfect. Phenomenal form into a Trouble Paradise. It helps make that move the Trouble Paradise seem lethal and out of nowhere. Keyword out of nowhere. It's good to sell that as out of nowhere because Randy Orton's RKO was known as out of nowhere, the move out of nowhere. So I think that, that was a cool little subtle detail that most probably missed is that they, he hit it out of nowhere. So, that match was very good, very, very good. And uh, after the match was over, 
it was very rushed, chaotic looking. I think this is not intentional, it's just how it happened. And I got a feeling they changed this up on the fly. So, yeah, I can't remember my name, Charlie, what her name is, okay, the black, black, brown-headed chick announcer was like, hey, we're waiting momentarily for Roman, here comes Roman on the screen, um, walking super slow, <laughs> they have a minute, literally had a minute left, walking super slow, and, um, as he's walking to meet Charlie to talk, bit, a bunch of stage equipment crates fall, quote-unquote, on top of him, and Charlie flips out, Max come running, and Roman just shakes it off and walks away. He's looking back at it like, well, who who pushed out Roman? And Jamar asked, um, who attacked Roman? Um, most people are gonna say Samoa Joe. And I'm gonna I'm a I'm gonna go between either Samoa Joe or Daniel Bryan. One of the two. Most likely Samoa Joe, obviously, but I think they it could be a cool spoiler have Daniel Bryan be the one to attack him. That's my opinion. But it's most likely to be Samoa Joe. So that's my quick, I'm a quick, but that's my review of uh, SmackDown Live from tonight. If I had to rate the show out of 10, I'd give it 7 out of 10 because it was very rushed. I had high hopes from last night's Raw that this would be a good show. Uh, and the show overall was good, but the timing made it feel rushed and put together last minute, which reeks Vince McMahon. Um... And I'm just, I, I was impressed with the timing it was. The matches were great. The wrestling was good. Storylines progressed very nicely. But the um, time made it all feel rushed and feel um, clammed together. Um, and I was not impressed with that. So, as far as the wrestling show goes, yeah, I'll, I'll give it 8 out of 10. But because of the rushed feeling it gave because of time constraints, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Because of that. So um, that's what I had to say about the SmackDown Live review for tonight. I like doing NXT review um, Thursday. We'll see. I got judged tomorrow night. So if I get back in time with that, from that, I will. I probably won't. I usually don't watch NXT. So that's just a, that's a strong maybe. Um, but um, thanks for watching this. And I will talk to you guys later.